I recognized how powerful it was. I didn't know when I was in a, a gang encounter. Uh, with, uh, we was coming back from the lake, Mexicans pulled up on us, and they low rider and was about to, everybody took off. I had, uh, you know, somebody like uh, Jeremiah, Nezi, and I couldn't take off, so I didn't take off, because I knew I couldn't make it. And then they, they continued uh, rolling beside us against traffic, against traffic, rolling, like as they were going to jump out, get me, or shoot, or whatever, I don't know. But at, when that happened, then Psalm 91, the Spirit gave me, start quoting Psalm 91. And, when I, and I started quoting Psalm 91, and when I got to, uh, he'll give his, verse 11, for he shall give his messengers charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I quoted the whole Psalm, you know, loud, and when I got to that one, that's when they drove off. And then that, it was at that point that I recognized that, whoa, it used to always work for my brother. I didn't ever apply it to me until then. And from that time till now, you know, I'm 105 now, right? So from I was 14 till now, <laughs> it has never failed me and no problem. And so Nabi and Aaron, they got it and they're five. They got it at five years old. Amen. So the correction is verse 13. It says, you will, you will tread upon the shachal, the jackal. It's a jackal, not a lion. Uh, the lion is in the uh, second sentence of the, and it's a kafir, a young lion. You shall tread upon the jackal, shachal, and the patan, the the viper or cobra. There's a cobra. You know, cobras is fierce ones, huh? They raise up on you and, they, and they'll spit in your eyes and blind you. As well as bite you and bite you again and bite you again. <laughs> they won't bite you and take off. They're like, bump you, bump you. Did I tell you leave me alone? Bump you. <laughs> And uh, the young lion, that word is kafir, and the serpent, that's the word tanin, uh, dragon. The young lion and the dragon, you will trample in foot. You know dragons was around back then, right? These translators, they trying to make dragons as if they were just myths, but they were not. They were real. And just like the uh, giants of old, are no more, the dragons went away with them, but they were there. Fire-breathing, king of pride, Leviathans. So, when the scripture, you see the word Tanin, dragon. Because they, you see how they pick and choose when they want to use the word dragon? That serpent of old called the dragon and Satan. And in Leviathan, when in, in the Job chapter 40, dragon, Leviathan, deceived content. So they, they pick and choose, but 
uh, and a lot of places where they have see this is why you get, this is a Y Hebrew right and a lot of places where they have jackal it's dragon it's tanin it's not shachal because they, they they don't want us to have the mindset of the reality of history they want us to accept that it was myths when it wasn't amen so that's why we that's a Y Hebrew right there that's a Y Hebrew Hmm? They created that word. They created that one. So those images are real, but the word is fake. Those no, those they created those. Satan created those in the 18th century, 200 years ago. And in the witness in the U.S. this past week, President Trump signed a, a regulation overturning Obama's regulation that put restrictions on Christians, Catholics, religious groups from adopting children, imagine. Obama, he was the devil <laughs> in sheep's clothing. Everybody embraced him. Oh, he's the only president. Articulate, smooth, suave, we miss you. They're all demonic. He exalted perversion. He did nothing for black people, imagine. Nothing. But further uh, perpetuated what Bush Sr., Clinton, Bush Jr., and them had set to keep neutralizing black men and destroying the black family. You know the, the Obamacare that they've talked about? You know how much money that costs everybody? And those who who took it, signed up for it, everybody said, yeah, Obamacare, we want it, free health care, right? But it was at the expense of your freedom. And then Trump came, ah, get that out of here. Every man's liable for his own choices. Let him choose whatever insurance he wants. Don't force it on people. If you gave them jobs, then they'll get insurance if they want it or not. And to pay for whichever one, private. Don't make it like, you understand what I'm saying? So, but people who are used to handouts, like Africans, huh? Because white folks set them up that way. Like, no, we want the free stuff. I don't want to have to work for it or be, you know what I'm saying? A policeman stopped me one time and he said, yo, I'm trying to protect you. What happened if you have an accident? I said, if I have an accident, I'm liable for that. You know, I don't need you to... <laughs> I'll cross that bridge if I get to it. He saying, you know, then I kick knowledge to him about UCC and he, he let me go because he didn't want to... <laughs> so anyway... The, the, the point was, speak those things that are not, according to the scripture, as though they, but only if it's in line with kingdom principles and the will of Yahweh. Simply put, the subconscious is who you are and who heaven deals with. It, don't, it bypasses your conscious. The world wants you to function
according to your conscious responses and and actions and whatever like that. The schooling system separates the two. The conscious conforms to the world, which is not real. It's all a distraction to your conscious being and and function in life. And so we 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 give into that. And so now you have a sub. That's why the statement of subconscious doubt is more powerful than a conscious belief. That's where Satan's strongholds are in you. Yeah. And so people cut. And so a person consciously will say, "I'm not. I don't have no problem. <laughs> I don't have demons." Okay, that's the conscious, but deep down there. And then we taught them, that family, how we are habitual creatures. Repetition is learning, review is wisdom, right? Repetition is learning, review is wisdom, right? Say it again. Rep say it, everybody. Repetition is learning, review is wisdom. Now watch, here's the, the thing you always want us to get with it. We know that. You want to learn something? Repeat. Shana, shana. Repeat, 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 repeat. You're going to learn it. You want it to become incarnate? Review. Right? Wisdom. Hakma. Acquiring and absorbing into your physical being knowledge. So that you can become incarnated within you. Repetition is learning. Review is wisdom. Reviewing is will incarnate what you learned in your physical being. That's what Hakma is. Hakima. Wisdom is becoming so what? <laughs> so so when you when you because James says don't be just hearers only but be what? So you'll become a doer when it becomes incarnate within you. Because we are supposed to be the living letters, living epistles of His Word, isn't it? How? Incarnate. Prophecy in Jer Jeremiah 31. Yahweh said, I'm going to set up the kingdom through who? Yeshua Mashiach. And I will put my Torah in their minds. And the Hebrew says, the, the, the translation says, in their hearts and minds. The Hebrew says, in their minds, which is the seat of thoughts and emotions, center of thoughts and emotions, and in their inward parts, that's what the Hebrew says, inward parts, it will become incarnate within them. Repetition is learning, review is, or incarnating in your physical being what you learn. Okay, we, we interact, we just go in and out, right? I just finished the uh, Judges, I finished Ruth. So, and Yahweh, you know, I've been over it for, you know, many times, right? And each time he, he'll show me. Now, <clears throat> I read, the more you read, the more faster you can read. Yeah? And so, although I can read fast through now, the Spirit will highlight to me, bing. Right? So, watch this. Go to Judges. In chapter 8, 
you know, Gideon was a mighty man of Yahweh, right? Uh, verse 29, verse 30, verse 30. Gideon had how many sons? <laughs> yeah, 70 sons who were his own offspring. For he had many women, right? And then one of his concubines bore Shechem. Right? Now, I'm going to pause. Now, his he, 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 from one of his concubines, he bore a guy who they called Abimelech, right? So, she was a concubine. So, the brothers didn't see him as one of the... And so, the, the family of the concubine conspired with Abimelech to kill all his 70 brothers, right? So he did that. And then, uh, verse, verse 5 of chapter 9 says, Then he went to his father's house at Oprah and killed his brothers, the 70 sons of Jeroboam, and on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam, was left because he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem gathered together at Beth Nilo, and they went and made Abimelech king beside the terebinth tree at the pillar that was in Shechem. Verse 7. Now when they told Jotham, he went and stood on top of Mount Gerizim and lifted his voice and cried out. And he said to them, Listen to me, you men of Shechem, that powers may listen to you. So he shared with them a parable. Verse 8. The trees once went forth to anoint a king over them. And they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I cease giving my oil, with which they honor powers and men, and go to sway over trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, You come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I cease my sweetness, and my functional fruit, and go to sway over trees? Then the tree said to the vine, You come and reign over us. But the vine said to them, Should I cease my new wine, which cheers both powers and men, and go to sway over trees? Then all the trees said to the bramble, You come and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in truth, yeah, I'll reign over you, right? He said, I ain't got a problem. I'm tired of being low, low shrub, right? <laughs> he said, if in truth, deal truthfully now, you anoint me as king over you, right? Then come and take shelter under my shade. But if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. And that's how fires get started. Dry brush, bramble brush. That's how fires get started. That's the truth. So, he, so that's an impossible scenario. I'll reign over you trees, right? But come and shelter under my shade. They can't do it. 
You follow me? So the point of these of this parable was this for us. The world says, come and do this. I'll give you authority over people, over men, over positions. But the the olive tree, the fig tree, and the vine said, why would I cease giving my oil? You know what I'm saying? Why would I cease my new wine, which makes Yahweh's happy and men happy? Why would I cease giving my sweetness? That is my function. I will not function outside of the purpose by which I was created to do something else. That's the point of this passage here. I ain't never heard nobody teach that. You follow? And women have taken the call to compete with men at the expense of their nurturing and educating purpose for the next generation that can correct the perverse generation that everybody's complaining about now. And Job tells man, yo, go talk with nature. Talk with the animals. Talk with the fish. The fish. You guys, you know what I'm saying? You're forgetting your purpose by carrying out duties that you were not created to carry out. If you try to carry out another duty that you were not created to carry out, then the duty and purpose that you were created to function in is going to cause lack, not only to you, but to those who you're supposed to function with, minister to, develop. Amen? That was good. Thank you. Now, that was a commercial extra nugget. Now go to chapter 10, verse 3. It says, okay, so after Abimelech died, there rose... Uh, Tola Tala the son of Pua the son of Dodo a man of Issachar he dwelt in Shamir in the mountains of Ephraim he judged Israel 23 years and he died and was buried in Shamir verse 3 after him rose Yair a Gileadite and he judged Israel 22 years Verse 4, now he had 30 sons who rode on 30 donkeys. He had 30 sons. They also had 30 towns. That's a confirmation again, how we are supposed to be rulers. Yair did right by his sons. He made them all rulers. And they, they all each had a town because they created, you know what I'm saying? They had 30 sons. Right? Then, when he died, they went stupid again, worshipped the powers of Syria. Right? And then, after, he, after Jephthah, Ibzan of Bethlehem judged Israel, Judges 12, verse 9, he had 30 sons and he gave away 30 daughters in marriage and brought in 30 daughters from elsewhere for his son. He judged Israel seven years. 
And then after, after then Elon, and then in verse 13, after him, Abdon, the son of Hillel, the Pirathonite, judged Israel. Verse 14, he had 40 sons and 30 grandsons who rode on 70 young donkeys. He judged Israel eight years. So what's the point? We're a man, I left. You follow me? A man is supposed to have many sons. Initially, had we not sinned, a man was projected to have a thousand sons. I left. Amen? One last thing. Go to Ruth. Joshua judges Ruth. Chapter 4, verse 13. I'm giving uh, my week what Yahweh revealed to me. Chapter 4 of Ruth. 12. <laughs> Dealing with. Yeah. In, in, in the first covenant, Adam and his cave, and they only had two commandments, a do and a don't. What were they? That's a don't. And the do. <laughs> Why is that one hard for women to do? <laughs> yeah, they were in. You know, Aiden. Aiden means pleasure, huh? Aiden, bliss. They were, you know, what? Because they were surrounded with conditions. What those conditions? Delightful conditions, right? Creation. Just everything was there, beaming. Giving to them, right? So that's all they had, the, the don't and the do. So they did the don't, right? And then they went, went away to go do the do. And that's all they had was the do, right? But then the don't caused degeneration of the do, right? And so then we had the the law and the prophets and all that, and then Yeshua came, boom, and Yeshua put us back to now where there's only two commandments and there are no don'ts. It's just two do's. What are they? Love your, love love your hour, all your heart, mind, spirit, everything. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Upon these? Right. If you love me, keep my and love covers a multitude of? Boom. Satan don't like this message. Love covers a what? If you turn a wicked man from the error of his way towards righteousness, not only will you save a soul from sins, but you will also cover a multitude of what? We have first covenant examples with, with David, with Abraham, with Jacob, with Isaac. Not Isaac. Isaac was faithful. You follow me? And they were not judged by what they did. Check this out. And I'll close with this one. Who was the first murderer? 
came. And the blood was crying out unto Yahweh, wasn't it? But then, and then Cain knew in his heart that his penalty was death. But Yahweh did what? He says, no one will kill you. He said, I will, I will make sure no man kills you. And he shed man's blood. Huh? Cain didn't even get killed by man. After he killed somebody. Then Lamech. He killed a man and injured a young boy. And he said, oh man, if, if Cain seven times, then me seventy times seven. Right? So what, what's the point I'm trying to make here? Who got it? Who got the point? And you, and whenever he tells you to do something, you do it. As you may stumble, may stumble. You don't have to. As you may stumble along the way, because you are a man after his own heart to do whatever he says when you hear his voice, they'll be, your sins will be covered. You will reap. So that you don't continue to do because David never repeated the sins that he was convicted of. So that's the condition of diplomatic immunity. There you go. You have to stick to what you There it is. Command without losing control. Without, while retaining control, knowing while retaining you in control. your ways yeah. will do your thing. Yes. Do his thing yes. In your stumbling, but you will. What your point of your heart's desire is to do what he has said. Yes. So he can trust you and continue trusting you because you will reap from your own what you will. Right. And you learn from it. But Cain did not do the will of Yahweh. He started crimes and wickedness. I don't know if he started wickedness. He started the towns. He, he started wickedness, towns. but he started making gold music. No, those were no. That was that was the, the fallen messengers who gave man those suggestions. But he he wasn't conspiring things like that. Yeah, he he creation wouldn't yield for him, so he used his sons. <laughs> And then they, you know, became productive, and that's how he. Yeah. Because Yahweh had warned him, right? Yeah. And he, I mean, he talked with Yahweh. He had a relationship with Yahweh better than a lot of people. Who <laughs> he said, Yahweh, come on, man. This is too heavy for me to bear. I can't bear this. 
He said, don't worry. You know, somebody who sees me going to kill me. He said, I ain't going to let him kill you. What a relationship. So he knew, man, he knew that he wasn't going to die by the hands of men. So they increased and multiplied and created humanity. Not Abel, Cain and Adam. You know what I'm saying? People, so we, we're all descendants of from Adam and Cain and yeah. So when the people chose a thief of a Messiah, so they were there, it was they were given a choice, Messiah or a thief. Right. And they chose yeah, because they didn't want the conviction that the Messiah gave to change their lives. So get him out of here. But the generation that come from Akira. <laughs> All of humanity come in, from, from Cain or, yeah. or, or Adam. But that's the thing. You see, what we think is, is holy or set aside according to how we've been indoctrinated, we think something like, you know, the perfect looking even look at um, look at how we, we choose what we choose, yeah? We even choose how people treat each other. The most the best looking, yes. the most articulate, the one who can speak well and all this. And Gideon is a good example of how Yahweh picks. He's picking people not based on what other people look at. And that's why you can't discredit or discount any fruit or anyone. Because it's foolishness, what Yahweh, what Yahweh call his chosen one. Like David, I mean, he had other brothers, and in fact, even all the rest were brought by the father himself. It's like, that would be crazy to go for my last one. I mean, can't you see all this? I've, I've invested in all of this. Why are you going for my last one? And this is like, man, somewhere he's He's like, do you, Yahweh picks what he picks when he picks So even Cain, mm -hmm. how he was given that, say, I want that man spirit of life. I'm going to use him. Yeah. yeah. So we'd have to look at him differently. You have to look at him differently. You can't pay attention to him. But he had an awesome relationship. The same guy that having us, that has us look at him, that's the same way, that's the same way with Nimrod. The same people who had us look at Nimrod as a bad guy, Look at Cain as a bad guy, the same guy who gave us the false dichotomy, same people who gave us the false dichotomy of grace and law. <laughs> and the same people who created the church. Right. And one saved, always saved, predestination. Come on, people. Amen. Amen. Verse 11. This is when uh, when uh, Boaz took Ruth as his woman in covenant relationship. Verse 11. So when he accepted to take her and all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. Yahweh make the woman who is coming to your house like who? 
Rachel and Leah. The two who built the house of Israel. Who built the house of Israel? Rachel and Leah. Sisters. Sisters. It says, may your house be like Rachel and Leah who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Verse 12. May your house be like the house of Perez whom Tamar, Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring which Yahweh will give you from this young woman. So these women were, were matriarchs in Israel. Right? Exalted women, right? Rachel and Leah, sisters. Right? Tamar. You know who Tamar had Perez by? <laughs> by her relation tie. Remember the first son didn't want to, didn't do right, Yahweh killed him. The second son didn't, she was fine, didn't want to have babies, but he did her. And then Yahweh killed him. And so then she became, yeah. And so Tom, Judah got, got with her. <laughs> You follow? So I'm just uh, wanting us to see that you can't put Yahweh in a box. The purpose by which he created us was to create souls to replace the third that rebelled from Satan's influence in heaven. Serious about that. All this other stuff that we make commandments and put upon ourselves this foolishness, the commandments of men. False sense of ethics and morality and, and, and uh, principles that have nothing to do with the purpose by which you were created and the way you were designed to function speaks loudly about creating souls that will be servants in Yahweh's kingdom to contribute to redeeming other souls while creating souls to fill that void in heaven. In Yeshua's name, Amen. That Satan has set up a false dichotomy in the church, so to speak. I hate to use the word church, but that's the only one we know, so let me just use that. A false dichotomy in the church between grace and law, right? What's the opposite of grace, Patty? What's the opposite of grace? Grace. Yeah. What's the opposite of law? Huh? Grace judgment. No, what's the opposite of grace? Grace, there's no law. It's mm -hmm. judgment. Mm -hmm. It's judgment. So the opposite of law is battle. It's a grace. Grace period. Law is chaos. I mean, if you... The opposite, not the consequence. Oh. The opposite. The opposite of law. Yeah. Of grace. It's lawlessness. That's good. That's what we've been taught, what you said. You know, the opposite of law, you're under law. Follow? 
That's that false dichotomy. Dichotomy, we learned, right, is uh, two contradictory divisive views that are contradictory to one another, right? Dichotomy, right? So they have set up, Satan has set up grace and law as a false dichotomy in the church, right? So the, the opposite, you're right, Patty, the opposite of law is lawlessness by which Yahweh's presence will not be in your midst and you will die and go to hell. The opposite of grace is not having divine enablement by which you will die and go to hell. <laughs> you follow me? They, they, the one is not without the other. Like she said, the law, the Torah, were the instructions to keep man pure so that Yahweh's presence can be in their midst and then the test was will they do what he tells them to do? Right? So until he can become a man pay the penalty for our sins and then give us divine enablement where not that he has to dwell within the midst of the nation but he can dwell in the midst of each individual member of the nation, every yin. You follow me? It makes sense. Right. Because the opposite of grace is not having grace, <laughs> and you die. The opposite of the law is lawlessness, which will keep you from Yahweh's presence being in your midst to obey Him. It's in fact, going to your point about disciplining the children up to the age of 12, where have to establish the law before you give them grace, before yes. you give them enablement. There you go. So you have to set a, a foundation. Yes. And the foundation is the law. Yes. Without that foundation, grace will not make sense. There you go. It's it's chaos. You, and I think that's probably why we are where we are. That's it. It's and the foundation for understanding grace. And that is what Yahweh prophesied that he would put into the, our hearts and in our inward, part, inward parts the Torah, which is the purpose, the first six years of powers of nourishment. El Shaddai, the women. Why should I cease nurturing and educating my children to go make money for you? Ooh, that's the response now, huh? <laughs> I'm not going to cease doing that which I was created to do for these souls we created to help bring in money. No. And when women and the men, okay, now the men are supposed to, they are the family determiners. They are supposed to, this is going getting into the little teaching I was going to do. Uh, uh, mashal, right? Determine role or character. The Aleph. Aleph. Receive from others, right? Uh, a guide or mentor. A husband. A leader whose followers lack independence. 
but he's a leader who is also willing to receive from others. He's a husband and he's also a friend. You follow me? So he's not a dictator and he's not a leader. Right? That's, this is Aleph, this is Scratching Yahweh. And he's an ox. He's a strong leader. Right? Serving leader. That's, that's the Aleph male. That's how Yahweh makes us to be. Right? So we rule by determining role and character. So we're supposed to protect our women from themselves when they begin to overflow their boundaries they begin to deviate from their determined role and character you understand and we are supposed to with wisdom give them reasons why this doesn't fit your character and, and they will willingly submit and go back into purpose as a woman and be that pillar of support and the uh, deciding one that she was created for us. I left male. Awesome. Man. The point, which Yahweh showed us this week, was Yeshua graduated us to get to where Abraham was in his faith. There was no instructions, no Torah, no law, no statutes, regulations. He just walked with Yahweh. He just did what Yahweh said do. He stumbled along the way, but he didn't, right? So that's what Yeshua brought us back to. Now, okay, if you, when you look at the first covenant, he said, David was a man after my own heart. Whatever Yahweh told him to do, he did it. Huh? Had a heart like mine. Yes, he would do what he said. And David stumbled along the way, even after the Torah, if you shed man's blood, by man, your blood will be shed. David did it, and his blood wasn't shed. Is that a dichotomy? Well, his son his says, yes, yes. His son, his sons, his sons reap from what they sowed. <laughs> Right? And the penalty is more tougher on a leader because people are watching you. Let not anyone become a teacher knowing that a greater consequence and penalty will be upon you if you don't do right because you're in the presence of people. So I think that the point is, is look, in the second covenant, there are no don'ts. Only do's. In the first covenant, before they went stupid, they only had a, a do and a 